It's an absolutely gorgeous day today. Light breeze and a very clear sky with very, very few clouds. I woke up this morning and um, there was frost on the tent. It was a cold night, but it did mean it would be a lovely day today. And it certainly is so far. Really beautiful. I'm in Loch Torridon. I've just stopped at uh, Shield Egg. Bought some supplies in the shop there. And I've now just paddled along the coast from Shield Egg. And I'm about to turn into Upper Loch Torridon, which I'm looking forward to hugely because I'll have the, the Torridon Mountains as my backdrop for most of the day today. And uh, they're looking quite stunning as far as I can see. Just coming up to the point now. <laughs> Beautiful colour to the water. Jade green. See right down to the bottom. <laughs> another one of those false corners, false headland. There's another one ahead of me. <laughs> I wonder if that will be the one that turns me into Upper Loch Torridon. Oh wow. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. The sea is so still, mirror calm, so the mountains are reflected beautifully in the surface. Oh my goodness. So I've got Leotak ahead of me, behind it Ben A, and to my left I've got Ben Allegan. Incredible. <laughs> They've all got snow on top. Oh, I just drink it all in. And lo and behold, we have a fish farm. Oh dear. It saddens me so much. <laughs> Where there should be peace is a diesel generator chugging away. Nonetheless, it doesn't detract from the beauty in a way, I suppose. I've not climbed any of those mountains. They are very popular, particularly in the wintertime, I think. Got nice sharp edges and can be quite challenging, I think, as a, as a mountaineering destination. Absolutely beautiful. Just sitting here, just drink it all in. Just um, so much to look at. These fish farms, they are such an eyesore. Industrial farming at its worst. I was just thinking as I was paddling past this one here, right in the upper Loch Torridon, with the mountains and the backdrop as a backdrop. You know, I wonder if, uh, if something similar would be given planning permission in an area of outstanding natural beauty down in England. They seem to think it's okay that we have the industrialization of this beautiful coastline view it very much as a as a resource rather than a landscape to be protected 
And the argument that they provide work and employment and uh, ancillary businesses with business, I guess. I mean, it does carry some weight, but to be honest, nowadays, when I look at fish farms, a lot of the, the work on them seems to be automated. So, um, like the fish, the, the fishing, uh, the feeding of the fish, rather, is all automated through pipes and um, sprinklers. And the food is sprayed out. So, when I pass a fish farm, I generally only see two or three people working on the cages at a time. So, they're not huge employers in the sense that uh, there's 10 or 20 men or women working for the industry for the damage that they do to the environment uh, well, <laughs> they certainly make the uh, the shareholders of their companies very very wealthy I think I can smell the diesel now and crannies to explore the very indented coastline in this loch. Absolutely marvellous. I'm just paddling into a bay with what looks to be an amazing campsite behind it. What a lovely spot to camp. Nice beach to land on. Patches of shorn grass, sheep shorn grass behind to camp on. Sense of isolation. sense today I'm going to be dawdling. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to cover much ground today and that's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to give myself a hard time over that. I'm just absorbing this beauty and I've always wanted to paddle in this lock particularly you know exploring the indentations like I am. On days like this it's very easy to forget the tough days, those days when I've had to dig deep into my internal resources, my inner resources to get through and succeed at the end of the day, getting the tent up and getting myself sorted, paddling in tough conditions when the sea is rough and the wind is blowing hard, driving rain those days when it was so icy that uh, my hands were numb and then one day just a few hours like this and all of those experiences just diminish into a not even a distant memory they just diminish and uh, this moment is the only moment as if it's like this all the time 
think that's true of my depression as well that when I'm feeling good and my depression is at bay and I'm beginning to feel joy in my life again I'm experiencing joy and happiness it's difficult for me to recall what it's like to be depressed or be experiencing my depression and I think that's important really because it's really important to enjoy the pleasure when it occurs rather than think that it's only going to be a fleeting moment and that worst times are going to be around the corner is to experience this in its fullness and um, yeah just eke every second out of it and enjoy it a bit of a head breeze now surface the water is glittering with thousands of diamonds in the sunlight the pace of my paddling is very relaxed at the moment I don't feel like I'm having to push myself I'm kind of learning to give myself permission to slow up I don't think I'm back to full fitness to be honest uh, when I was in the shop <laughs> earlier I uh, had a bit of a dizzy spell and my head began to swim and uh, I do feel tired last night I felt very tired I went to sleep very early about half past eight yeah, it took me some time to get going this morning. That was probably because it was quite cold. I like to snuggle into my sleeping bag when it's cold. So I'm beginning to think that I'll, even if the weather's good, I might take a day off. It'll be good to be able to relax and it's sun shining rather than relaxing when the weather's bad because that's the only time I give myself permission to relax. It gives me time to air everything and dry things out. Things got pretty damp the other day when it was pouring with rain and I couldn't keep things dry because I carried as I carried them between the boat and my campsite. You know, there's a pervasive sense of dampness to a lot of the things. It's quite a stiff little breeze just <laughs> blowing into my face. That's why I'm sounding like I'm putting a lot of effort into my paddling. Yep, today's going to be a slow day, I think. <laughs> slow adventure. Just had a uh, interesting little debate with myself. There was uh, a substantial body of water 
big bay, big inlet, probably um, a kilometre by a kilometre almost I think. I'll have a look later, but anyway, and I paddled into into the mouth mouth of the bay, and I could see I could see the bay clearly in front of me, the, all the shoreline, and uh, it's just uh, it's you know there's no cliffs or any interesting features, just um, seaweed covered, low lying shore. To paddle around it would have added, I guess, three quarters of an hour, an hour maybe. Half an hour, I don't know. Anyway, I just couldn't, I couldn't find the energy. I couldn't be, just didn't feel bothered about doing it. And I sat there berating myself for being lazy or doing a half cocked job. If a job's worth doing, was the message running through my mind. And this, this kind of expedition ethos that I've created about exploring the coastline and going into every indentation needed to be fulfilled and I just didn't just didn't want to <laughs> the wind was blowing quite hard into my face so it would have been it would just been a bit of a slog really you know paddling up to the end of the bay and then back out again well you know, just in a big arc I suppose just for the sake of drawing a line on my GPS map to make make it neat, I guess. And so I didn't. I stopped and uh, the wind blew me into some uh, seaweed, floating seaweed. And I just sat there and had a mug of tea, my hot tea in my flask. And I had a bite to eat. And I just let the warmth of the sun bathe my face and infuse, infuse its early spring energy into me. And I just gazed around and looked at the view and I began to feel easier with myself and um, stopped giving myself a hard time for being lazy. There I was earlier saying I'd given myself permission to paddle more slowly today. Sometimes I just can't help giving myself a hard time. <laughs> anyway, I'm making progress again. I'm just paddling along the shore, heading up towards the head of Upper Lock Torridon. I have to say there's some really lovely properties along the shoreline. Some people have some lovely homes or second homes. Beautiful, beautiful locations. I think if I lived in one of those houses I'd just be sitting by the window and just gazing out all the time. It's uh, interesting how once a new view has come into sight, how it becomes familiar all of a sudden in the shape of the mountains and the geography of the the landscape looking across the far shore and the southern sorry the northern shoreline so there's been a fair amount of uh, replanting trees which is nice to see Just uh, arriving at the top end of Upper Loch Torridon. I've got about a kilometre to go, I think. But I'm definitely paddling very, very slowly today because I keep stopping and taking in this incredible scenery. Absolutely gorgeous. And the sea in the sheltered B 
bits are so calm. So all the scenery is just reflected about me on the surface of the sea. Saw an otter earlier, which was lovely, fishing ahead of me. Definitely got the feeling of not wanting to paddle too far today. It's such a beautiful day, I just want to get ashore and just sit in the sunshine. And yet it's so lovely out here on the water as well. Thoroughly enjoying all these little nooks and crannies of the coastline along the loch. Except I keep bumping into rocks and I've just avoided one there. And somebody's got an amazing house right on the peninsula with a fine view of Leotach across the loch. seeing so many lovely campsites. What's fascinating too are the little bits of beach where people in the long years past have cleared away the rocks to create a landing place for their boats. And there's one there almost arbitrary in its nature because there's nothing around but I'm sure there probably was habitation at some stage. It'd be a nice place to land a kayak and then just behind there's a couple of trees with some nice sheep shorn grass beneath it, beneath them rather and all about surrounded by um, Caledonian forest, which is lovely. So I'm here at the top of Upper Loch Torridon. Ah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Another ambition realised. It's still a beautiful day. Still very light winds. Lovely calm sea. And the scenery is just magnificent. <laughs> Must be an incredible place to live, I think. Surrounded by such beauty. I mean, I'm very lucky where I live on the Isle of Mull, but this is, this is stunning really, absolutely stunning. I guess it can be quite bleak in the middle of winter, and I'm seeing it at its best, but it's, yeah, even then I think it would be really awesome. So I'm going to just wend my way back. I'm going to paddle along the bottom of the loch, of course, and then wend my way up the far shore and head back out to the open sea. I think in about an hour's time I'm going to begin to look for a nice campsite. There's no need to push on really hard. I've only done 12 miles today so far, 20 kilometers. So um, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not that fussed about covering a great deal of distance. One of the things I kind of said to myself that I'd try and do 20 miles each day at least but I don't think I'll achieve that today. I don't know if I want to because it just means paddling a lot harder and not dawdling, which I'm doing right now and thoroughly enjoying it. So as I paddle close to the mountains, they kind of lose definition and their shapes 
alter and suddenly all of a sudden change demeanor in a way if that's possible Was lovely. <laughs> Just paddled past a family group somewhere in um, inflatable canoes, and uh, there was a chap with his daughter on a stand-up paddleboard, and uh, he paddled across with to me, and just uh, asked me, "Have I come far?" I said, "Well, I'm I'm on a long journey." And he said, "Nick," and uh, he follows me on Twitter. His name's Richard. So it's a shout out to you, Richard, if you listen to this. Um, thanks very much for coming across and saying hello. It was lovely to meet you. But it, um, it's lovely because uh, uh, it's happening fairly regularly that I'm meeting people who follow me on Twitter. Just happen to bump into each other. When I was up at Loch Caron, there were two, two separate folks came across and said hello to me. One of them quite by chance and another person kind of knew where I'd be. And it's uh, really affirming for me to to have people come and say hello and want to make contact because um, yeah, it adds validity to my journey, I think, for me. It means I'm not totally alone and totally self-absorbed. That it, there's, um, there's an element of sharing it with other people. Obviously, a lot of people I don't know have not met, but uh, you know, through the journey we are making these connections and um, it's lovely. <laughs> So I really appreciate the contact. Well, I was looking at uh, maybe pitching a tent, pitching my tent rather, uh, somewhere by Torridon village, but um, it just doesn't seem anywhere that doesn't involve camping in front of somebody's house. And I don't really want to do that, even though, you know, I'd be just above the shoreline and not in anybody's garden. So I'm just gonna paddle on up out of the lock a bit. I think I'm... <laughs> You know, having said I'm, I want to uh, dawdle and enjoy the day, uh, there is an element of me thinking that I need to get a few more kilometres under my belt before I stop, just so that I don't leave myself a long day tomorrow getting out of the lock. I, that's, um, psychologically, I don't think that would be good for me to, to have that to face tomorrow. It probably means I wouldn't really enjoy relaxing tonight. So um, it's about half past two, I think. Not too sure what time it is. Yeah, it's uh, 20 to 3, so if I give myself into 4 and see where I am at 4, and then um, hopefully I'm somewhere suitable for camping. That's the problem, that uh, there's nowhere really that's looking great because uh, the road is right next to the shore here and it's also very boggy. I could, I suppose, cross the road and camp on the other side. Seems an odd thing to do though for me. Yeah, there was somebody else uh, earlier today who um, we've only just literally started following each other on Twitter. He lives near Shieldaig and um, I paddled underneath his house. Beautiful place set amongst the uh, Caledonian pine trees. Absolutely gorgeous. And he was standing there with his dog. I think his wife came out as well. And they waved at me and said hello. And um, I didn't think anything of it until I looked at my Twitter feed a moment ago. And... Um, saw that he'd taken a photograph of me 
I posted it on his Twitter timeline and he obviously knew about me. So that's, that's really lovely. Nice photograph too as well. Looking down on me from above. Eagle eye view. And I'm right at the base of the mountain now. And looking up I can just see the flanks. I can't even see the summit. So that uh, incredible vista that I had on the other side of the loch is no longer available. And now I'm looking back down the loch. Back out to... Well, I can't see the sea because it's um, around the corner, so to speak, of the loch. And uh, yeah, it's probably another 20 kilometres to, to get out of Loch Torridon from here. Certainly won't do that today. I'm at um, 25 kilometres now for the day. So I've done 15 miles, which is okay. I kind of was doing that on a daily basis during the winter, so <laughs> it would be nice to go a little bit further, just for my own ego I suppose. Self-soothe my ego. Lovely smell of the sea. Pungent. Aromatic. Right, okay, so first nice sight I see, I'm going to stop. Otherwise I think I'm going to struggle to find a really good spot along here. So it's not like yesterday where I felt like I was guaranteed a spot if I pressed on, but um, for the next 10 kilometers, I don't think it's a really hospitable shoreline. And I think I'm going to have to eke something out of what I can find. There's a, an obvious place coming up, but it's right in front of uh, Torridon House, so I'm not certain that uh, I could camp there. I'll have a look when I get there. So I could probably hide amongst the gorse bushes, I guess. Oh dear, not paying attention. That was a rock. <laughs> Another one. Yeah. Just looking at the shore. Just trying to see a camp. There's a campsite. I think I might just pop out and have a look. What do you think? No, it's not ideal. This is the uh, my dilemma. It's like the ideal spot. Always trying to find it. Oh, I don't know what to do. Press on, I think. Keep going, Nick, keep going, you can do it. I think I see a spot and I think I'll be well hidden from any anybody gazing down on me by the, the gorse which is in full bloom absolutely gorgeous with its yellow covering yeah I think I'll, um, I'll pull ashore here I think and make camp just checking on my map make sure I know where I am I think that'll be all right I think I've found the spot good show Right, well, I think um, I'm just going to pull a short.
Well, after all that, <laughs> I decided not to go for it. Um, the reason being that I realised that tomorrow morning when I set off, the tide will be at, at its lowest, or still ebbing, and um, it would mean quite a carry with all my stuff in the boat down to the water's edge. I mean, it looks fine now because it's almost high water, but um, which would make a, a nice landing and not very far to carry my stuff. But in the morning when I set off, I'd have a couple of hundred meters anyway, at least to topple over, covered in seaweed. So I'm pressing on and uh, see if I can find somewhere more suitable. Hard going at the moment though, because I'm amongst the rack and uh, there's quite a keen wind blowing me into it. I'm not paddling very wisely at the moment, to be honest. It's my own fault for being in the rack. And the sunshine is disappearing, which is a shame because I was hoping to get my solar panel out later. That's better. <laughs> the oyster catches, how they seem so busy chittering and chattering to each other. So while the oyster catches chattered away off into the distance, um, I carried on and um, eventually, probably after an hour or so, I found a, a, a great place to camp in a patch of woodland in a small bay and uh, had a very comfortable night. So that's the end of this episode and uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. And once again, thanks very much for taking the time to listen and your interest in my journey. Please consider subscribing if you haven't already done so. And if you'd like to leave comments or get in touch with me about uh, any of my episodes or podcasts, then please don't hesitate to do so. Once again, thanks very much and uh, speak to you soon. Bye.